0: Well, good morning, my friends. This is for Wednesday. This is number 99. We are closing in on episode number 100. Excited about that. Yesterday, we covered quite a bit of material in Colossians um, 2 and even into part of 3, talking about being with Christ and in Christ and putting on Christ and hidden in Christ. Um, in chapter 3, verses 5 through 8, he talks about, Paul talks about getting rid of some things. He talks about uh, the impurities and the and the things in our life that keep us away from our relationship, uh, deeper relationship with God. So let's skip down to verse 9. Then he goes on to say, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of God of its creator there is this putting off and this putting on in a sense it's letting the outward man match the inward work of christ like putting on a new set of clothes like cleaning yourself up and putting new clothes on and then it talks about being renewed let's look at second corinthians chapter five second corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen Um, It says this, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. There is this renewing that takes place. It is not a cleaning up in the sense of that we do not um, make ourselves better. We are brand new, um, a new creation in Christ Jesus. And therefore, if we are brand new, then we should look like our Creator. Back in Genesis 1:26, it talks here about the uh, being renewed in knowledge and in the image of your Creator. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it, God said, "Let us make man in our image." And so, we. Come to Christ and when we come to Christ through salvation, the forgiveness of sins, we are to look more like our creator than we did when we walked in sin. And so therefore there is this change that takes place. From the inward out, but the outward should definitely match what God is doing on the inside. And then uh, he talks about in verse 11 how we're all part of the body of Christ as long as uh, we are um, uh, Christians. Verse 12, therefore, since all these things are true above As God's chosen, uh, circle that. God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourself. There's that word again. And what do we clothe ourselves with? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. These are things that should be in our lives. But he talks about chosen in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 37. That's the choosing of uh, Israel, the choosing of uh, God's people there. But it doesn't just include. Israel, but we look. We need to look at First Peter. Um, in First Peter, talking about being chosen, we look at First Peter chapter two, verse nine. Um, it says, "But you, now talking to us in this day, not the." Generation, or not the past generation, or not the people of old—that God has not forgotten the Jews. But here is this new people in Christ. He says, "You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, so a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness into His." wonderful life. Verse 10, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We are the chosen people of God because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. And verse four, when were we chosen? I don't understand all of the election and predestination. Maybe you do and you can give me a call and we can chat. But in Ephesians chapter one, it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Holy and blameless in his sight in love. He chose us in love And he chose us before the foundations of the world. Again, I don't completely understand it, but I accept it that Christ knew me before I knew him. And his omniscience and his power and um, in his sovereignty, uh, he chose us uh, to um, to be his. And I'm excited about it. I don't understand it all, but I do know that my salvation uh, is based on him choosing me and him um, uh, taking care of my sins it's not me cleaning myself up and it's not me making a a, a brilliant decision to serve Christ um, it was in my utter despair it was in my utter sinfulness that God um, took care of me and took care of my sins and my part of it is to believe uh, verse 13. In Colossians chapter 3 says, bear with each other, forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. As I was um, thinking about some things today, I realized how many times I make things a fleshly or a, uh, a physical battle uh, instead of being, realizing that almost everything is a spiritual battle. It really truthfully is. Um, In this nation right now, we've got all kinds of of problems and issues, and I recognize it, and you do too. But the truth of the matter, it comes down to our spiritual lives. It comes down to a spiritual battle. And so we need to bear with one another. We need to pray with one another. We need to forgive uh, whatever grievance we may have against one another. Just as the Lord forgave you, there is... There's the bar. He set it really high. How do we forgive one another? Just as he forgave you. Verse 14, and over all these virtues, put on love. Remember in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, faith, hope, love, the greatest of these is love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now look at uh, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your, uh, in your heart, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. There's the word again, and be thankful. Let's go to... Uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. We're talking about peace here. And peace is not just the absence of conflict when it comes to the peace of Christ. Because we're in conflict and we're in this world. And because we're in this world, we will face conflict and situations because we stand up and we serve Christ. But in Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, remember in uh, proverbs chapter four twenty three it says to guard our hearts, right for out of our hearts flow the issues of life, not our physical blood pumping heart, but the heart which is the deep center of our being and he Paul says here, um, we are um, we 're to let the peace of God which transcends all understanding and it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, and back here in in uh, Colossians Chapter 3 and verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. In deep within us, not some imaginary peace that I'm not going to recognize conflict, but deep down inside in the midst of all kinds of conflict and situations in our world, in the midst of um, turmoil, in the midst of, of not knowing which way this world is headed, we have peace with Christ and that peace, uh, Philippians 4, 7, Uh, passes all understanding. It's greater than anything that you and I can work out. Verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with, with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Remember, things weren't written down at this point. They were getting a letter here from Paul, but they didn't have a Bible laying in front of them. They didn't have uh, the word in front of them. They had oral tradition, and they had the oral teaching, and Epaphras would learn, and then he would come back, and he would teach them um, the word of God. He would teach them what Jesus had taught Paul, Now, and Paul had taught Epaphras. So it was passed on this um, this culture was a very, um, very oral culture. Everything was passed on with, um, with, with word, the word, word of mouth, and and it was, <clears throat> it was much later that <clears throat> things were written down and then put together. Excuse me. In uh, in Second Timothy chapter three, Second Timothy chapter three verses uh, sixteen and seventeen second timothy chapter 3:16 and 17 speaking of the word of christ all scripture is god breathed useful for teaching rebuking correcting training and righteousness so that the man of god the woman of god the child of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work what is the word of god in our lives and how does it and what place does it have in our lives well you and i have to make that decision You and I have to make the decision how far we will go, how much we will uh, apply the Word of God by reading the Word of God, by studying the Word of God, by listening to teaching of the Word of God, because it's in the Word of God that we are thoroughly equipped. And the Word of God will will rebuke at times, and and it will adjust us uh, along this way. And that's what Paul is doing here in Colossians. He's saying, here's some things to put off, and here's some things to put on. We need to be clothed in kindness. We need to be clothed in in mercy. We need to clothed in goodness. And we need to wrap it all in love. And that love, the example of that love, is Jesus Christ. How do you want your life to be lived up? It's really your choice. It's really my choice. Am I going to live by the things of the flesh? Or am I going to live in my own wisdom? Am I going to live in my own choices um, uh, of doing these things? Or am I going to submit myself to Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and my Savior, my Savior and my Lord, however you want to say it. But the reality is he has to be your Savior to be your Lord. We need to make that. Um, we need to make that distinction and we need to realize that we need to submit ourselves to the one who created all things we need to ask him not just to forgive our hearts but we need to submit our lives and we need to say yes to him we are not Christians because we're in America we're not Christians because our parents were we're not Christians because we hang around Christians We are Christians because we've submitted ourselves and realize, Romans 3.23, that we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we're in great company because the entire world, everybody who has ever lived outside of Jesus Christ has been sinful. And so we give our lives to him. And once we start this process where we submit our lives and he forgives us of our sin, and then we walk this out and we become closer to him as we read his word, as we study, and as we pray, And we turn over everything to him and he becomes the Lord of our lives and we begin to walk and the outward begins to match the inward. That's the message that we have today in Colossians. Does the outward in your life match the inward work that that God has been doing, and if it doesn't, it's because we haven't repented, we're still living in our sins, we're still clothed in in, in in unrighteousness, and we need to submit to God, ask him to forgive us, cleanse us, and then we need to begin to wrap ourselves in Christ, let's look at Romans, one more scripture, and, and then I'll close this, Romans chapter 13, and verse 14, Romans chapter 13, and verse 14 I will read this to you and then we will close for today. Romans 13:14 Rather clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. We need to begin to be clothed. We need to take off those outer garments and we need to allow him to cleanse our hearts. John 17, 17 says, uh, sanctify them by that word. That word is truth. We allow the word of God to sanctify us and to cleanse us and to wash us. And we begin to be clothed in Jesus Christ. And we walk out this life where the outward matches the inward. Let's close in prayer in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless you Till we talk again.